The information provided in podcast eligible and accompanying material is for informational purposes only. It should not be considered tax or financial advice. You should consult with your financial or tax professional to determine what works best for your individual needs. You're tuning in to Podcast Eligible, a staying healthy and saving money with an FSA or HSA podcast. Hello and welcome to another episode of Podcast Eligible. I'm your host, Sean Hampton. With me, as always, is my good friend, Brad Bartone. Brad, how you doing? How was your holiday? We're doing great. Happy New Year to Sean and to everybody listening. Uh, it's been a, a heck of a, a deadline season, don't you think? We're, yeah, we're officially into 2020 now, which means that for the next decade, we're going to have to deal with uh, 2020 vision jokes and uh, <laughs> roaring 20s um, anecdotes the, and things like that. Like, it's going to be a whole decade. Telling, all this is telling me, Sean, is that you need new friends. <laughs> <laughs> I, just, I just know what's coming and I'm preparing myself for it. So, yeah. And I mean, I honestly should be over the deadline season by the time this hits the air, but honestly, we're right in the thick of it when we're recording this and uh, it's, it's been great. You know, this is our time of year. Our company really shines the closest to deadlines, whether it's the 1231 FSA deadline or, you know, the upcoming grace period deadline, which we'll get to soon enough, I'm sure. Uh, but yeah, this is when our company's at its best, but that doesn't mean we're not, you know, working our tails off over here trying to make it happen for all FSA holders out there. Yeah. So, you know, we're definitely going nuts around the end of December um, and into January as we're, you know, trying to get everything out the door uh, for people who made deadline purchases. And then, you know, we have a pretty quick turnaround in terms of the grace period deadline, which is um, probably about a third of FSA users have that coming up in March where they have to spend uh, their remaining funds. They actually have a deadline extension that their employers opted in for. So um, we'll cover that all in the future during a a grace period podcast, I'm sure. But um, well, between that and the rollover and the run out, we have uh, quite a lot to talk about when March approaches. It's true. But uh, first and foremost, we wanted to take a, um, you know, beginning of the year perspective um, on FSAs and HSAs, and specifically, you know, after you go through the whirlwind for, you know, for some people, it's uh, specifically for FSAs at this point. Um, some people are have spent all their money by like August or something like that, or some people have a whole bunch of money to spend at the end of December. So it can be like a bit of a whiplash uh, to start January off at the beginning of the year with your full FSA allocation. It is available in full from the first day of the year. So boom, that that just hit your FSA account. Um, And, you know, you may think, okay, let's keep the ball rolling. Let's keep spending. Let's keep doing this. But, um, you know, I think it takes some due diligence in uh, the first month of your plan year to really kind of nail down what you want to do with your FSAs. Um, And we'll talk a bit about HSAs and budget planning there as well. but first, I just wanted to to speak to FSAs. So, um, <laughs> actually, first thing, Sean, we should congratulate everybody if you signed up for an FSA or an HSA for the first time. Congratulations! Uh, I know that it took me a while, even before joining this company, to really kind of take a risk of taking more money out of my own paycheck. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that was a, a big leap of faith for me. But when I actually did, and I realized, you know, how much money we spend day to day on everyday medical products. You know, I, when you actually tally up receipts and you see just how much you're spending on things that are FSA qualified, 
you know, it, it really, once I, I noticed that it, it made perfect sense and I couldn't imagine not having this account. So if you finally taken that leap of faith and had open enrollment this past year, signed up for one of these tax-free accounts, congratulations and welcome. Uh, we've got a lot of things to share for you in the coming year. Yeah. So admittedly, I, uh, I've been with FSA for about five years and last year was the first year that I actually elected an FSA. Ah, don't, don't all jump at me and bite my head off, but it's true. I had the same reservations. Um, you know, I, even in, you know, working and promoting FSAs, I just, I was like, ah, I got my own, you know, health insurance plan. That's fine. I don't have to do the FSA too. But once I actually did take the plunge, it gave me like a really interesting perspective on, um, you know, how to manage these throughout the year. And I started off with just like a, with a small amount of money. Um, I think I only put like a thousand dollars in or something like that for the year. But like you were saying, Brad, I, um, I was like, wow, I'm really working my way through this faster than I really thought I would. So, you know, as, you know, as we kick off 2020 here, we just wanted to give you some budgeting and uh, just some firsthand tips from people who have actually done this and how to really stretch it out over the course of the year. And I think first things first, especially with FSAs, is creating a monthly budget. So, you know, you probably have certain things in place like co-payments and if uh, some other plans may have co-insurance payments uh, but creating really just a budget where you just give yourself a threshold each month where you don't want to exceed so um, you know you'll make a trip to the doctor or something like that some months you may not have anything but just making having that conscious threshold in your mind, like as you, you know, buy band-aids or buy sunscreen to go on a trip or do something like that. Um, you can keep things even keeled <laughs> a lot of times. Um, and that really uh, kind of helps you. But I think in addition to having those monthly thresholds, um, more than anything else, I think you need to set aside um, a little bit of, uh, of a cushion, a financial cushion for yourself in your account. Um, you know, be it a few hundred dollars or more, um, just in case something comes up. You know, if, if you have an emergency room visit or a sudden illness, um, I can say for myself in this past December, I got wiped out for a week by a, uh, a stomach virus and, um, you know, I had to go to the doctor. I was like bouncing around everywhere and it really helped to have that extra FSA money to cover um, co-payments, I had to go to urgent care one morning. So that was an unexpected expense that I didn't really want to have to do. But, you know, having an FSA really softens the blow and it's not coming right out of my pocket. It's coming out of money that I've already set aside. The the FSAs are, are pretty straightforward in, with the fact that you have a set amount of money. Um, you have to stretch it out over the course of your year and leave yourself a little bit of a, of a cushion. But um, Brad, you are way better at HSAs than I am, so I'm going to let you take over this part of the program where we talk about how to manage HSAs and stretching that over the course of the year or maybe something completely different. Well, before we get into HSAs, I wanted to point out something. No matter which type of account you have, I think it's really important to kind of look back at your previous year's expenses and really look at where the peaks and valleys are. You know, my family, we tend to be a lot more active in the spring and summer. And with two small children, uh, being a really active family means a lot of scrapes, a lot of bruises, a lot of bumps and a lot of falls and a lot of, you know, trips to urgent care, just like Sean did over the holiday. I, it really was uh, a revelation of sorts when I didn't see 
consistent spending month over month. So I was able to allocate my money accordingly. And so in the summer, yeah, we do have more supplies uh, that my family can use reasonably within a month of bandages mm-hmm. and of, you know, like drug-free pain relief and things like that, little knee braces, things, ice packs. They have those, uh, what are they called? The uh, pancakes, which are yes. extremely popular on our site. And uh, they've been a revelation in my household. That's the second revelation I've had in a minute. And it's the truth. I it's, yeah. it's just, <laughs> uh, it's it's really great to see, oh, wow, we spend so much more in the summer. My FSA can come in more handy there. So that's th- the that's, revelatory podcast we have. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Buddy, it's the holidays when we're recording this. Give me a break. <laughs> So, yeah, I think just before we get into the HSA side of things, I think it's really important to understand how your family is going to use this money so you don't get ahead of yourself. It's real tempting, like Sean alluded to earlier, you get the full amount of your allocation right from day one of the of your plan year. And let's be real. If you find 100 bucks in your pocket, you're not looking for a reason to spend 10. You're looking for a reason to spend 100, right? Because it's found money. And it's real easy to fall into that trap that this is indeed found money, when in reality, it's meant for a whole year's worth of use. So Mm -hmm. make sure, as as tempting as it might be, uh, make sure that whatever purchases you make, even the exciting bigger ones, uh, make sure they fall within what your annual budget should be. Mm -hmm. Yep. Uh, regarding HSAs, you know, I, they're a little bit different. Uh, you, when you talk about budgeting year over year, uh, FSAs are locked into the use it or lose it rule, meaning if you don't use your money by the end of your plan year, you run the risk of losing it. And, and if you have a grace period, that's wonderful, but you run the risk of losing it if you don't use it by then. So you're still adhering to deadlines. Uh, I think when HSAs, they, they, you know, that money is yours for life. You never lose it. But I think, you know, in all of the talk about HSA possibilities is almost like a retirement planning tool. And we do it a lot on our site. I'm the managing editor of the site. So a lot of our editorial is really centered on investment opportunities and early retirement and how millennials can have better, you know, money making decisions and planning. And so it's real easy to get into that frame of mind with HSAs. But let's never forget the health portion of health savings accounts. Yeah. You know, this money is really designed for you to have funds available in case of medical need. The and triple so, uh, the triple tax benefit. What is that again? It's uh, tax free on um, what you contribute. That's one. Um, what you uh, interest earned on that is tax free. That's and true. it's tax free for eligible health expenses, including products. That's three. And I love ah. how we, I love how we made it look like Sean didn't know that like the back of his head. I did I'm not <laughs> reading it off the screen. It is it does not come to me easily sometimes. I'm, uh, I'm pretty sure when you were sick a few weeks ago, you were actually mumbling that you know, fever induced state. I you know I was watching cooking videos and planning for the holidays. So <laughs> <laughs> Uh, But anyway, uh, so since HSAs don't have that use it or lose it thing, people tend to hoard this money. And I'm going to use that term. They're holding on to this money when they might actually have medical needs. And we totally appreciate the idea that you want to hold on to this money and let it accrue interest and, you know, make it an investment opportunity where your money can grow. And so when you retire, you'll have uh, this huge nest egg to sit on, which you can use either for tax-free medical expenses, or you can even access that money after age 65 uh, to use in other situations. It's your money. But I 
think it's important that we remind people that if you have a medical need, don't ignore your doctor just because you don't want to tap into your HSA. The money is there for you. It is a safety net in case something isn't covered by insurance. Yeah, I I was just going to say, I mean, I I agree. I mean, there's you go through all this effort to set up an HSA and and contribute to it. And, uh, you know, I think what we've always really tried to advocate for is, you know, the, the big advantage that HSAs have over FSAs is that you don't have to have that end of year scramble. And the, if you do plan ahead and, you know, don't have an unexpected medical expense that pops up, you can just keep paying that forward to yourself, your future self. Um, so <laughs> it makes a lot of sense in that way. But like, um, I, I think we really strongly just, um, you know, just don't let, um, the idea of a bigger nest egg stop you from taking care of health issues in the here and now. Like that money will probably be there in a significant amount, even if you do go get a physical or go to the doctor's office. Just keep working towards your goal. And can I be blunt? Yes. What, what good is a retirement plan if you're not going to be well enough to enjoy it? <laughs> Very true. <laughs> I mean, yes. I, I, you know, I hate to be crass about it, but that's kind of you know, what we're trying to say is it's money designed for health. You know, like, let's say you go on a ski trip and you end up breaking your leg and you got to pay out of pocket for a bunch of expenses because not all of it's covered or, you know, whatever the reasons may be. It It's not good that you want to spend a bunch of money out of, you know, out of pocket for heating pads and painkillers and things like that. But those are necessary expenses. You're not going to not fix your broken leg. Exactly. No, you can fashion a splint out of something you find in the woods, and that will probably be more cost effective. But, you know, (laughs) there's a lot of really good eligible products that you can, you know, kind of invest in. And it'll probably you'll probably be better off in the long run. You know, sometimes cost cutting isn't the best thing, especially when it comes to your health. While I have no doubt that you could probably whittle me a splint out of like firewood, uh, I'm going to go with what the types of products we find on hsastore.com. I'm handy handy like that, Brad. I'm handy. (laughs) You know, and I mean, all joking aside, even if you get into things where you're not anticipating expenses, but maybe you realize you're running out of diabetes test strips or something like that, you know, Mm -hmm. don't be afraid to tap into tax-free money for that. These are necessary medical things. They improve the quality of your life. And like Sean said, if you're contributing a significant amount to your HSA month over month, there's going to be plenty of money waiting for you on the other end and plenty of money to invest now if you choose to take your money in that direction. Um, I think, you know, if if we have any spending guidelines, let me just, you know, close that out. Mm -hmm. I I always like to, with my money, consider if if X, then Y. Meaning if X happens, then I'll try to spend a maximum of Y out Mm -hmm. of my HSA. And the, the reason I do that is that way I've got parameters where I know it's okay to tap into the funds, but I'm also not leaning on them too much. You know, maybe I can pay out of pocket for certain things if it means a longer term financial stability at the end of the year, or if that, you know, holding off of that expense might keep me on budget for the year. And so that, that's really where I'm saying, you know, this is just one tip. We're certainly not financial professionals uh, and we're certainly not claiming to be. But, you know, anecdotally, this is what I've done and it's worked for me. So just take that for what it's worth. Indeed. Sean, I mean, I, I've just talked for the last five minutes and I give you a, a kind of an overview of how I use, you know, my tax refunds. If you had an HSA, how would you feel, you know, how would you budget it? Um, you know, to be perfectly honest, um, 
I think one of the big things about HSA funds and FSA funds for that matter is that um, I think a lot of what people overlook is the fact is that money has been set aside for you tax-free. So every time you are paying out of pocket for something, um, you're paying with money that's already been taxed. So you're doing yourself a disservice in, in some ways by not using that money. That's not to say that um, in the case of an HSA, you know, you don't want to try and have the goal at the end of the year of, you know, say like, I want to make sure I get, have at least 500 bucks at the end of the, at the end of the year and make sure that passes over. Um, you know, I think that's a good strategy, but um, when it really comes down to it, like we were saying before, your health is really more important than um, what, how big your nest egg is going to be in, in retirement. And like you were saying before, Brad, if, if you're marching into retirement with all sorts of health problems that you haven't treated, then, you know, like, what good is it anyway? So um, I think uh, in, in my case, I would, uh, you know, what is, oh, actually, Brad, I don't, what's the uh, HSA limit for 2020? Yeah, the IRS just announced not too long ago uh, that the 2020 HSA contribution limits are 3550 for an individual and 7100. 3550. That's it. Okay. So, and uh, as always, also there's also the catch-up contribution limit for anyone over the age of 55. You can add an additional thousand dollars to that total. Yeah. So I think that's another thing that people should keep in mind. Like that's that's actually a really, really good piece of information. So, you know, if, if you're worried about the fact that you're not going to have enough money saved up in your HSA, you have a 10 year period during your working years uh, where you could pay an additional grand on top. And, you know, since HSAs or HSA limits uh, have been going up every year, it seems like that could be a big chunk of money um, in uh, the years ahead. So, um, you know, I think in in my case and in, in terms of budgeting, I think it's really pretty similar, only your um, calculations kind of change a bit in terms of the end of the year. Um, you know, use your HSA as it's intended. Use it to cover co-payments and health products that you need by, you know, not having to pay with money that's already been taxed. Um, and then you'll be in a much better position to have money roll over and, you know, have have this work as intended. You're getting a great tax benefit out of it. Make sure that you use it for the health care benefit it's intended for as well. So yeah, a few bucks um, in tax on the bottom of that receipt. It's so easy to be like, ah, oh, it's it, it's just two bucks. It's just three bucks. It's just whatever percentage it is. And in reality, if you actually spend your weeks and months at tallying, Every time you mm -hmm. swipe that card, how much tax money you're spending, how many of those things are actually eligible purchases you could have saved on that. Those totals will mean a lot more to you when you add them up. Mm -hmm. and I, I, you know, it, it's real easy to dismiss a dollar or two here and there. But when you think about over the course of a month and eventually a year, how much money you basically gave away that you had the ability to get tax free, I think it'll be a lot more significant for you. Indeed. Well, we're getting to the point in the show where we bring out our product picks. Um, well, I, let me have a, a shameless plug uh, here, and I'm sorry for cutting you off, but I do have to make a shameless plug on podcast. Now that it's my third episode, I'm feeling comfortable enough to interject. Yep. I, I, I do have to say, if you are a new account holder, FSA or HSA, or you're even on the fence about getting one, 
there's a lot of terms we just threw at you in the last 15, 20 minutes. There's a lot of concepts, a lot of different ideas. If you come to the FSA store and HSA store learning centers, and we'll put those in the uh, link on SoundCloud so you'll be able to link to them. But our learning centers aren't just product focused. Our learning centers are a full resource for anybody interested in diving deeper into their accounts. You know, from basic to all the way to, you know, some tips and tricks from our writers. We've got some of the best experts in the world who've written about these topics. And uh, we're, we, we love sharing it with you. I, I assure you it's in there. And so, again, those are the HSA Store and FSA Store Learning Centers. And uh, those links will be on our SoundCloud page. And, you know, just, just to echo that from Brad, if you've ever tried to look up FSA or HSA information um, on, on, like, Google and things like that, there's... Uh, chances are you're going to either get some like IRS supplement, you're going to get like some uh, like crazy convoluted page like from from like some insurance company. It's it's this there's, there's so much to sift through. So like we've really just kind of broken everything down into things that anyone can understand. Like we pretty much our threshold was like if a five year old can't get this, then it's out. You know, like we have to like make sure that this is as simple as possible because it's been so complicated for so long. Um, and I think I, that's really what the learning centers have done. By no means are they dumb or dumbed down. Okay, um, fine. Uh, yeah, Tenor. It, 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 it is certainly, <laughs> we certainly cover everything you need to know, but it's presented in a way that everybody can understand. And that's because yes. these are very human accounts designed for mm-hmm. very human purposes. And like Sean mentioned, you know, you've, do a search for these accounts and you come up with some very heavy, dense technical writing. And yeah, technically it's all accurate, but it doesn't really give you an insight on the best ways to make the most of your money. Uh, chances are that's probably not, you know, first and foremost on those companies minds. So we've definitely made the learning centers our area to kind of connect with account holders and, and make sure that they really are making the most of their, their money. Uh, am I, am I free to pick products? Well, since I've interrupted you twice, I'm going to allow it. I feel like this is law and order. I'll so, allow it, but watch yourself. So in it, so this is a real-world experience right here uh, with this product pick. So in addition to um, getting a nasty stomach virus, I tweaked my back on Christmas morning, and one of the <laughs> I'm sorry, because that's not it's not, but you know what? It's way too early in my life for this to be happening. <laughs> I'm only in my early 30s. This, I should not be breaking down this quickly. But if you do feel yourself breaking down this quickly, like me, um, one of my one thing that really got me through was um, my uh, my parents actually. I, I was staying with the folks, and they had a KT tape uh, cold therapy roller in their freezer because um, uh, my parents use it for a number of different like you know, tweaks and muscle injuries. And when I tweaked my back, that was absolutely perfect for the job so essentially it's a little um cold therapy ball that you put in your freezer and it has um a metal piece and it has another outside jacket and um and it basically it allows you to use cold therapy which you know every orthopedic surgeon on the planet suggests um to fight inflammation and treat injuries and then it also just kind of manually manipulates certain areas. So if you have like a, like an injured muscle or joint, it allows you to kind of just uh, uh, essentially provide an additional form of therapy to that area while kind of spreading it around as opposed to just a, a cold pack that'll just sit there. So it's 
you know, if you have like a, an injury that's like a bit more tactile, I guess, then you need something to kind of work an area to work um, some area of stress. It's a really cool option and it's small. It fits in your freezer and it's uh, there for when you need it. So, um, you know, <laughs> I hope hopefully I won't have freezer. Any, I, <laughs> <laughs> maybe you have a TV freeze. I don't know. Like it's, it's a non, you can put it in a non-obtrusive area of your freezer and it will not alter your day-to-day freezer life. That's what I'm saying. I, I, b- I believe the words that they would choose would be compact and user-friendly. Ah, yes. So um, so that that's a smart buy if uh, you're itching to use those uh, FSA funds this January. Brad, you're up. <laughs> yeah, well, um, you know, it's funny. We're coming off the holidays, and I spent most of my holiday being a very bad diabetic. I did get diagnosed with uh, type 2 diabetes a few years ago, and I had a very good doctor's appointment in November, and so I basically ignored everything she said and did the opposite for the last month. And so now it's time to get back into check. And so that's why I've chose the Let's Get Checked HbA1c Diabetes Home Test. Uh, Normally, uh, you go in for a blood test every three to six months when you have this condition. And they tell you what your blood sugar levels are over the course of the previous three months. So they can determine not just your current status, but how you've been behaving and if there's been any odd, you know, like oddities with your blood sugar. And I'm very happy to report that mine's well under control, but I would always want to know in between my checkups how I was doing. So there were no surprises Mm -hmm. when I went to the checkup. And that's why I'm thrilled that this product exists. It's basically a home blood test. Um, that can help identify prediabetes for people who aren't sure and might be on the fence about it, as well as, you know, it helps you manage your diabetes. And as anybody knows who's familiar with the condition, it's an ongoing struggle to manage and maintain. Mm -hmm. And something like this is either going to be a little pat on the back to say, hey, you're doing a good job, like I will be starting tomorrow. (laughs) (laughs) Or maybe a kind of a quick in-between checkup wake-up call. And if you do have too much sugar in your blood, you can quickly rectify things. So your doctor can help keep you on pace and you can make the most of your visits when you do go in. And it's not just a matter of reading blood tests and waiting. So, again, that's the Let's Get Checked HbA1c Diabetes Home Test. And uh, that is available on both FSA Store and HSAStore.com. In addition to all manner of different diabetes care products like, uh, you know, glucose meters, uh, you know, glucose tablets, insulin supplies, um, you know, FSAs or HSAs are a really good way to defray the costs of those extra expenses. So uh, we highly recommend uh, you guys checking those out as well. So um, I think that's it for January, Brad. Uh, We're going to be back in February. It's my birthday month. It's going to be crazy. Well, I think it's going to be fantastic. I, I can't wait to hear what other weird injuries you obtain I will on your birthday. by then. And it's, going to be, and it's a leap year, so we got an extra long February. It's going to be bananas. I always The 29th is always my favorite day of the year. <laughs> but anyway. Uh, <laughs> all right. Well, that's all I have for today. Um, I know that we did throw a lot of information at you. So, again, if you want to come to the uh, FSA Store and HSA Store Learning Centers, or check us out on social media if you have any questions, concerns, comments about the things we're saying today. Uh, we definitely love to have a, a deeper conversation with you, and that's the best way to get a hold of us. So if you can visit us on Facebook, Twitter, and I believe Instagram, Sean? Yep. And, uh, uh, at FSA Store on Instagram, yes. Yes, and also if you want to catch us on LinkedIn and talk business, we'd be happy to do that as well. That's, that's one way of doing it, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
But that's it for me, Sean. I appreciate it. And uh, again, Happy New Year, everybody. Happy New Year, everyone. Thanks so much. Thanks for tuning in to Podcast Eligible. Remember to visit fsastore.com and hsastore.com for the largest selection of eligible products.